the galaxy stands at a crossroads. This is the Starship Enterprise. On the verge of peace. The undiscovered country. The future. On the brink of war. We come in peace, and you blatantly defile that we haven't fired. According to our databanks, we have. I shall blow you out of the stars. They're coming about. Battle stations. This is Captain Sulu, USS Excelsior. We stand ready to assist you. This is fun. You do prefer it this way, as it was meant to be. Warrior to warrior. She cannot take much more of it. I have it! And let's slip the dogs of war. Fire. Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. You gotta press the um. You gotta press the the button. You gotta press the button to record, cause we're we're broadcasting live. We're broadcasting live to the universe. Hey universe, uh, we're brought. Are, we, are we are we broadcasting? No, keep going. This bit never gets old. All right. Hey universe, it is us. We have broadcasted to you live for our podcast. Thank you so much. You are welcome. We're back. Welcome back, everybody, to the 13 Days of Podcast. I'm your host, Dante and Eric. Man, I'm so happy to be here. We survived Star Trek V. We did. And a bottle of tequila. Yeah. And now we're on to our next uh, segment, which is Star Trek VI, the uh, Undiscovered, Undiscovered Country. Country. Yeah. Um, was that like a was that like a, a metaphoric thing? Because like they didn't really go discover nothing. No, 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 it was uh the future. Remember he said whatever, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Kind of like a, you it's know, a, like a, yeah, like, like a, whatever the future holds. Or a line like, from Hamlet. Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of, a lot of what's name being quoted in the movie. There's a lot of Hamlet being. It's a lot quoted. of, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, there's a lot of that. All right. So, um, this movie is starring. Uh, I don't know because no, I took no notes this the, time. The usual cast. Yeah, Everyone, well, we, everyone's back. We don't have to redo everyone's that. Back. Right? You also get uh Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Okay. Christopher Plummer. Chris, oh, Christopher Plummer. R.I.P. He's, he's, uh, he's iPad, right? Yeah. All right. Very sad. He recently passed away. Damn, dude. That is so... And uh, David Warner making his second Star Trek appearance in a row. David Warner. Um, Sorry, what is, is he playing in the movie? He Well, remember in Star Trek V, as you remember from Star Trek V, uh, he was the Federation's representative on Planet Peace. Oh, the... um, David Warner. Wait, was he the Klingon? He was the Klingon in this one, yeah. He was uh, Gorkin. Okay, all right, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, good. It's always good to see him. Yeah, always good. I love David Warner. And uh, who else did I recognize in here? I thought I saw someone who was in the previous movie. There was, there was a few random people, but... Um, I thought I saw. Okay, anyway. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it, because I didn't take any notes. That's fine. So I'm going to let you kind of navigate me to scenes I need to remember. Well, have you seen this but, before? I have, but it's been a very long time. I would say, like, at least over... 10, 15 years, right? So to me, it was like watching it. Very new. Yeah. I saw it in movie theaters. Um, Did you? No, I don't think so. Really? No, I don't think so. I think I, I think 5 was the first Star Trek film I watched in theaters. But I don't remember much of it. I think I was very young. I must have been maybe 6, 5. Um, but this was the one that I remember actually seeing. It was that point. Because, I mean, your parents take you to films when you're 3 and 4. You can't remember them. Yeah. 
but there's always like you always have those like early memories like i remember going to this movie this one's stuck in your head like, yeah, hey. like this one the first ninja turtles i think the first ninja turtles i think is the first film i actually remember watching in the Seriously? theaters Oh, a fellow chucker, eh? This movie. Yeah, I like this movie. Who doesn't? I, I, I great. had a great time with this movie. This movie's great. Yeah, I like this movie. This movie's great. Um, so this one's more, we, we were talking about this earlier. This is more like a continuation from... Part three. Part three. Oh, this right? is, this they is like skip a four or five. Sequel like three. Back to back yeah. to your regular schedule program. This right? feels like a more, uh, a proper ending of a trilogy. So if it was Rathacon, Search for Spock, yeah. and then Undiscovered Country... That's a better trilogy than, you know, two, three, and then Voyage Home. Right. Because Voyage Home doesn't resolve anything other than it make, you know, you get Spock back to where he was. Who still doesn't quite two. remember who he is. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, this seems like, I think this seems like we finally got Spock back. Where Spock is fully embracing that just, he's Spock. Not just Spock, but we also get payoff of, you know, David, Kirk's son dying. We, oh, we get payoff of the payoff, you mean like the... The picture that he sits on his desk is like for those who weren't paying attention, because I know yeah. you forgot about him, because we forgot about him. That's my son. Well, okay, so let, let's get into it. Let's get let's into do it. it. So the movie starts. We get to see the Excelsior finally, finally the Excelsior in space after uh, helmed by after, Captain Sulu. Captain Sulu. Captain Sulu gets his his captain chair. Captain, do you think Chekhov is jealous? Well, Captain was a uh, Chekhov was a first officer. Yeah, but do you think he's like what the fuck? Well, because the one time Chekhov was a first officer, yeah, he ended up giving the Genesis to Genesis Project. So they're like, you're Khan. not, yeah, you're not, you're not Captain. You're, material. Not, you're not first yeah, officer yeah. material, Chekhov. Demoted. Sorry. You're always going to be. Yeah, uh, a real captain would have uh, really? like forced out that that parasite Burn. just from from will. Like if that parasite got into Kirk, I believe Kirk would have just like like clinched the the bug when he just came out. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. I mean, that would that would have been his uh, Kobayashi Maru that he could have found a way to um, outwit yeah. the bug, I guess. But it's kind of a payoff because I remember in four uh, when they're flying towards the what they're they don't know what the replacement ship is yet, mm -hmm. and Sulu says, "With all respect, Doctor, I'm counting on Excelsior." Excelsior? Why in God's name would you want that bucket of bullets? Well, Sulu gets his Excelsior. Yeah, sure does. Be captain of yeah. it. I do like this. So there's a part. Where uh, there is an explosion in space, you haven't you don't find found out yet, but the ship is is shaking. Okay. And you see on his like little captain's pad his cup of tea shaking. Yeah. And it reminded me of a Jurassic Park. Two, oh yeah yeah yeah. Where the T Rex coming up? Yeah. Two years before Jurassic Park, we're watching it now. I'm like, oh shit, we're gonna get a T Rex in space. Yeah. How how amazing would that have been? So so the explosion that took place. So this is a a, a tragic um, mining. Issue, it's a, right. It's a, this is the Klingons, basically. It's, it's just, Chernobyl. Right. This is their Chernobyl. Right. Yeah. This is them with lax uh, yeah. safety protocols. Yeah, exactly. Over mining, and then all of a sudden, boom! Up. So that brings them to the negotiating table. Well, so what happens is because it's one of their moons. Basically, it's like our moon blowing up. Right. Uh, it just completely ruins their atmosphere. Their ozone is depleted, and you find out in the next scene that the Klingon homeworld's oxygen supply will run out in fifty Earth years. The Klingons are always feeling like they're in this fight or flight where their their civilization and what, well, in terms of their civilization is always under attack to them. I think they to create them. it, right? To them, they're always thinking like, oh, this is they're trying to destroy who we are. Always right? the victims. And it's like you've done it to yourself. Yeah. You've actually done it to yourself, so now you have no choice but to go ahead because and get Because you know what? Had they not fucked up the Genesis thing, yeah. There's a planet right there. Right they there. Gonna, you're gonna get you could have, you could have taken your moon and recreated nope. something. No. Thanks, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, so that's on you. Well, it's on Christopher Lloyd. Well, true. 
Uh, but this movie is heavily a Russian parable, U.S. Russian Cold War parable. Yeah. I mean, I got that sense too. This is, uh, I think, Leto Nimoy uh, wrote the story, and I think his original pitch was, "What if the wall fell in space?" Oh, okay. So I didn't know he was a writer. Right. He, he came up with the story. He didn't write it. Okay. So this is actually based on like, uh, Nicholas Meyer, the premise of um, Ratha Khan, director and writer. Right. All right. So it it immediately brings back that submarine in space vibe. This one feels, um, at least, especially from the beginning, this one felt more serious. It did I felt darker, like the, yeah, darker. it felt more serious. Like at least, yeah. like if we just jump off to okay, so after that happens, mm-hmm. we we get into a point where there has to be a meeting, and of course, Kirk, why Kirk? I don't understand the decision making from. I mean, I, I understand why they're doing it. At, yeah. Like later, but right. if you're thinking about it, you're like, moment. this is the last person you want to send, right? Well, it's because Kirk is the closest captain to that room, right? So they have to pull him in. <laughs> right, exactly. So Kirk has to go and and meet with some delegates, right? Because there is a a, a, a peace agreement well, that they're to trying to work the out, right? Chancellor, the high chancellor of the right. Empire. So from there, I'm like, okay, this is this is cool, but right? it, it was Spock who recommended him. Spock volunteered the Enterprise, who is apparently three months from retirement. So yeah. You can start that clock. Yeah. You know, the... Um, this is like a good set up, like... The, the Murtaugh, at least the weapon clock. I'm too old for this shit clock. You think that Spock's way of kind of saying, like, I'm going to give you something to, like, in your career... Like, you can end it and say, I brokered... I helped broker peace between the Klingons and the Federation. Maybe. Or you could you could see it more, maybe it's a deeper meaning. Maybe Spock's like, you know, you've never actually gotten... You never had closure to the death of your son. Perhaps that would be that would not be logical though, because logically he would say that there's there's unresolved emotions there where he has a disdain for the Klingons. Yeah. The last person I should probably send to potentially like in, a, in an already volatile situation. It's the last guy you probably want to send who might. He's half human, and Spock knows Kirk. He knows that he'll he'll do a good do the job. Right thing. Yeah, he's yeah. It's faith he's not it. worried that, Sp- that that Kirk's going to get there and immediately start firing on the ship. Faith in your guy. All faith right. in your guy. A, a chance to, you know, like I said, closure. Make amends. Not, obviously, make peace. Well, hey, make peace with the Klingons. Make peace with yourself. Message! So, again, kind of getting back to the tone. Like, from the, well, surprise. This, right. Surprise, Klingons. We're going to blow up your ship, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, now I'm going to blow up your ship. Yeah. Well, this is—I mean, I, I guess I don't quite understand this. Okay. The plan? Yeah, it, unless. Well, sorry, I did. I did get it. Mm. The thought was, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and attack and make them think the Enterprise did so, then just blow up the whole damn ship. But you know, you, th- you needed survivors, right, to tell the story. Well, because Chang would be dead too. Right. Exactly, and he was part of the plan. So, Can we, oops, wait, spoiler. We're way ahead here. We're not even introducing these. Well, no, I was—I was wanting to talk about. Well, okay, so let's go to that. Right, <laughs> the meeting. Does Chang have to constantly keep quoting Shakespeare? To be or not to be? That is the question which preoccupies our people, Captain Kirk. We need breathing room. Earth, Hitler, 1938. So Christopher Plummer is awesome. He is awesome, but he quotes Shakespeare the whole movie. Does he quote it as much as Khan quotes Moby Dick? Well, it's probably a tie. It's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. bit. Like, to the point where I think there's a part where, um, when there's an engagement later, 
they're and he's attacking them they're like man we shut up yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. you're, you're beating us to death with this i am constant as the northern star i'd give real money if he'd shut up yeah no, but i still like his character they overdo the shakespeare yeah. i like his character but it seems it's it's funny because you think that i always consider chang second to khan in terms, in terms of, of uh, best uh, villain like kirk nemesis is nemesis okay. nemesis I, I, I can buy nemesis that size. we haven't even talked about valeris Valerius? I think it's Valerius. Is yeah, that Valeris. a Kim Cattrall's character? Kim Cattrall. Yeah. I like a her. Mannequin herself. I like her... Um, Gracie Law. I like her... She's like a... Oh. A rebellious Vulcan. So, here's what... Remember when I was saying, it's like, technically three actresses have played Savick? Yeah. Her character was supposed to be Savick. Okay. Uh, to the point where, in the script, late into the scripting, it was Savick. And it makes sense that it's Savick. It would, would it be Savick. Well, I'm glad it's not. It turned out to not be so. Jaden so, Roddenberry had a he had a huge uh, problem. He had a lot of problems with this movie. Uh, we'll get into that towards the end. It's kind of sad actually, but he had a, he had a big problem. That was one of them that he didn't want Savick to turn on Kirk. I know Federation. Yeah, I, I, I think spot. I think I would not have bought that. Uh, and also, Kim Cattrall didn't want to be the third actress to play right Savick since since so yeah, it got taken. Literally, over. all he did is just to change her name and threw in some more lines that she's spot. Wait, wait, so, wait, stop. You're saying she's supposed to still be the same person, though? Yeah. No. It's supposed to be Savick. That doesn't work. It works as Savick. It doesn't. It does. If you make sense, because Savick was supposed to be half Romulan. Uh-huh. So she's not fully Vulcan, meaning she's not fully logical, right? And Romulans right. are more passionate. Right, right. More, right. more in touch more, with their emotions. More, yeah. Or, um, and she was there. She was going to get killed, but Kirk's son saved her. Right, but so still, she had to watch. I, I, don't, I still don't see her considering that because there's there there's some bonds I think that she's either formed between Kirk and also and Spock. Spock at the time. Well, yeah, I don't see her risking that to them, like risking betraying them to that level, and going and she'd have to go in with, she had to go in on the on the attempt with the actual um, Klingons because the Klingons planned it too. She didn't think they were gonna get caught. Yeah, but I'm saying she would have to go in like. If she feels this way towards them, why would you partner with them? So here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? That so doesn't make sense. Why part would you of this movie, part of this movie is a jailbreak movie. Part of this movie is a jailbreak movie. Part of this movie is a mystery. What did you think of the mystery of, you know, who fired on the Klingon ship? Because what happens is the ships are, you know, they they have a dinner. Yeah, they, they go back. Charge up of and then uh, all radiation. Of a, all and all of a sudden, sudden, it looks like the Enterprise fires two torpedoes at the Klingon ship. Knocks out their gravity. Yeah. Uh, and then two uh, people in Federation, like, anti-grav suits, mm -hmm. uh, board the Klingon ship and assassinate the Chancellor. Yes. Um, Kirk and McCoy go go aboard to, to try, try to save them. As many as they can. And Chang ends up arresting them for right. the assassination. I mean, which is it's logical. Kirk says, hey, the best way for us to, base, to take away any type of suspicion, because the last thing we're going to do is potentially risk a war. So... Power down! Don't don't yeah. power up your weapons. Send us over there. We're coming over unarmed. Yeah, surrender. We're surrendering, right? Because we want to make sure that we have nothing to hide. I completely completely get that. In terms of how do the I mystery. feel about it? Yeah, how do you feel the mystery? The mystery I found was cool. Later, some of the details I didn't like, and what I mean by that is like, all right, if you can, I'll buy the what originated the the actual attack, right? Yeah. I'll buy that because that's what I figured to begin with, right? That's the only way that kind of makes sense as to how something that's not seen makes a shot. What I don't buy is like the plan of like okay so they beam over in all this cast and no one like no one's manning the um the, the um control room where you beam someone from one place to the next to see that some guys are wearing some a suit that we don't quite recognize with grab boots and are beaming out for a minute and then coming back like i don't buy that 
on, on the Enterprise. It's not that much chaos that you're not saying to yourself, who's manning the transporter room? Like the, the details were a little lacking in, ter in terms of like, it would have made more sense if they would have did that and then they would have went to the bird of prey, right? Like, or whoever the attackers were only came from the bird of prey. Well, I think the, so the, well, spoilers. So there is a prototype bird of, uh, Klingon bird of prey that can fire while cloaked. Yeah. And so basically they're parked like right below the Enterprise and they fire the torpedoes. Right. Which is why um, when Kirk is asking Spock, did we fire torpedoes? And, and it's like Scott's like, no, all we have all of our torpedoes. But, but our, our system says we've done it. So someone system, yeah. what, hacks their system to make it well, seem like then you find out we've done it. Was, it. Yeah. Right. Hilarious. So that could have been done with her on the, on the ship. She could have been the I sabotage or I made the system yeah. look like we're the ones who shot it yeah but the actual attackers should not have come from the enterprise it's a little weird it's a little weak mystery and i knew this when i was a kid watching so i don't know how old i was nine maybe mm -hmm. eight when i saw this i knew immediately it was valeris you knew it was her automatically yeah because i suspected it was her i didn't know immediately. there's the scene where he is um kirk is in his quarters uh, talking in his personal log, like captains do. Oh, when she records personal log. She's like listening in on him. He's like, I never trusted the Klingons. I never forgiven them for the death of my son. I've never trusted Klingons. And I never will. I can never forgive them for the death of my boy. Seems to me our mission to escort the Chancellor of the Klingon High Council to a peace summit is problematic at best. Spock says this could be an historic occasion, and I'd like to believe him. But how on earth can history get past people like me? Hmm. Sorry. You could have knocked. Yeah. Um, his door is open. Yeah. For one, I'm like, what? close your fucking door, Kirk. Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, and then she's there, standing at thing, permission. Or... Yeah. Sorry to intrude. So what you're saying is once they replayed his audio, you knew it could have only been... And then been at the trial, they play his personal log audio. I offer him to the record this excerpt from the captain's personal log. I've never trusted Klingons. And I never will. I've never been able to forgive him for the death of my boy. Well, obviously, but how does she get a hold of that? Like, that's the thing, too. She, I think she, record, she had probably recorded it herself. Okay, so, okay, that makes sense. Because otherwise, that's I his figured. personal log. I would think that yeah. that's, like, protected heavily, that, like, the average person on the wouldn't ship can't make access the, the captain's personal logs, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't it make more sense if somehow, you know, you, you don't have her there, uh, and then maybe you would reveal later that she somehow got his log? I mean, it would make sense know. to me, like, because the... It just seemed useless. The conspiracy went up. Right. Yeah. In, in terms of people in Starfleet who wanted to make this happen. True. They would have access like a, a high level admiral would have access. Or just to somebody that, right? on the Enterprise. Right? That would make sense to me yeah. that a high level admiral says, hey, I, I have this recording. I'm putting this in motion. I can I can take this and provide it right. with who I'm cons you know collaborating with on the Klingon side. So to me, that would have worked a little bit better. And also, I didn't I mean, like. I guess it's kind of cool that like we got to do the shakedown. Right. Like there's a there's a rush to see. Who's on the Enterprise? And let's find the clues. Yeah, they're playing. It's like Nancy Drew murder mystery. Right. It's not that great of a mystery. It's not. Yeah, that part isn't. But imagine if this was Savick, you wouldn't. You wouldn't suspect her. Yeah, I mean, I, I admit this would have been a blow to me if it was Savick. Maybe it would have. It would have. I would have, I would have you, felt you like a, have a huge level it. of betrayal. You wouldn't have suspected it though. No, I wouldn't. Have. But when they introduce a new character and suddenly there's a murder mystery, yeah, automatically. What do you? It's not going to be Chekhov. It's the, 
You know what I mean? Well, who who yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it going to be crewman number five? Yeah. You know, no, they're going to have chemical trial be the bad guy. I mean, I was literally hoping it was the 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 one admiral. Chris, she has no cybirds. That was a choice. Spock has cyberns. Other Klingon, other, other Romulans I mean, have. Thavik had cyberns. I mean, do they always have to? But she, it just looks weird. She's kind of rebellious. I know, and I, you know, I appreciate it. I'm not saying that, but when when someone has hair, especially like you know the bowl cut uh-huh. of a of a Kling, of a keep saying Klingons of a Vulcan. A Vul- so you're saying but Vulcan then when has to have the then burns? there's no cyberns. It's just like. Is that... It looks weird. Does it? Do they it have to have the weird. burns? It don't have to. It just looks kind like, of strange. The, like, what's her name doesn't have the burns, does she? Who? Um, uh, I'm not going to say it because you, you're going to throw a fit once I mention the name of the show, but she doesn't have the burns. Who? Um, Your theory is based on something you don't even know. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out... Give me a moment, sir. Allow me to look things right, up. Well, while you have a moment... Yes. I will continue to speak of this movie. Oh, uh, yes. So... What were we talking about? I don't know. You're using your Oh, the words. trial. Hey, Warp shows up. Yeah. All right. So, what's your thoughts on the trial? Uh, it was fine. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, to me, it's, it went it by kind of cheap. super quick and fast to the point where I almost didn't understand what what, what, Warf's, blah, what Warf's purpose was. Because so it's not like, Warf. It's, it's his grandfather. Well, okay. But the purpose of that character, the guy who who's ends up being Warf, right? The purpose of his character is to defend Kirk, right? Yeah. And anytime like he has the point to bring up, he's immediately like spoken over, so he never really gets well, to make a point. I'm it's, like, it's a show. It's a show. Yeah, trial. it's you're completely getting demolished yeah, here, right? It's a show you're, trial. you're never making any particular inroads in your your argument for yeah. for Kirk and uh and um. I think the only thing he, he does good, does good, does well, is he gets them off the death penalty. Because I think Chang's original plan, Chang, by the way, is in on it. He's the bad guy, big right. bad. Uh, I think, I think no. their original plan is they'll be found guilty and they'll be killed. Yeah. But uh, Worf, Worf's grandfather, is able to bring up the fact to the judge, who's not in on it. He's just a, right. a Klingon he's judge. He's just a Klingon judge doing Klingon yeah. things. Uh, it brings up the fact that all the evidence is circumstantial. Hang, so handing out Klingon justice. Yeah, so instead of the death penalty, they're sent to uh, Roa Pente. Yeah, that's a beautiful vacation spot. It's like it's like the place you want to go when you like you never want to leave because you're gonna die there. Did you see this the part where they're walking in, in what's supposed to be snow, um, but the ground is obviously kind of shifting? Yeah. So it's not really. It's like a rug. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. There's a, a, a few cheap sets. Like the trial set, I thought was kind of cheap. It just... I mean, actually, I mean, I, I like the hall. Like, I mean, that's pretty consistent with what I've seen from whenever they show something that's happening in their in their home planet, which is. I mean, the design is weird, right? Yeah. But you just have like this super tall hall where you know you're placed in the middle. It pro- probably feels a little bit intimidating, right? A bunch yeah. of screaming, yelling Klingons. I felt it should have been wider. It yeah. felt really narrow, right? Yeah. Like literally, it felt like the the circumference of this room, where it's kind of like, all right, yeah. I would think it would be a broader area, but outside of that, it it, it worked for what. Did it was you get? To do. So I watched the director's cut. Uh, I think I don't know if you probably watched the theatrical. Did you get the scene where the um, the the feds are talking to the president, President um, Foreman, uh, Red Foreman, about the uh, plan to rescue Kirk no. McCoy? No, because uh, in my version, uh, it's basically you know don't try to form a plan, and and it's pretty yeah. much up to. Uh, Spock and check in uh, Sulu to decide to come up with something. So the, the president in this one, I don't know if he shows up in the theatrical. Uh, the president of the Federation. He does. Yeah, it, it's a red foreman. Yeah, he does. Is he? Is he Klingon? 
No, he's uh, whatever that race. Remember in, in part four, the first ship that gets knocked out by the um, the bigger blacker probe. Uh, there's a guy looking through a screen, and he says the power source is immeasurable. Okay, That's same, same race, no, same race. Same okay. race. All right, I know what they are. Cool. I didn't. I didn't know. I was like, he had a really. They're the the Fu Manchu. Yeah, the Fu Manchu race. Yeah. The Fu. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what else. Oh yeah, it works. It works. Let's go. We skipped the music. What do you think of the music? I love the music in this movie. Yeah, it's like sinister and dark. Yeah, like I said, the the tone of this movie was darker. It was more serious, right? I mean, it it's weird. It never really reached the same level because it like there's some scenes at the beginning when they first make their appearance to get onto the ship. And they they start shooting and killing Klingons, who and are floating, some, who are floating in, yeah, in zero. They're, they're kind of kind of brutal in terms of like one of them gets his arm completely shut off yeah. and stuff, and you know just blood splatter. They'll never really return to that that kind of level. Like that was kind of like this is as serious we're gonna get, and then the rest yeah, of yeah. I feel like when they get to Aurora Penthe, um, they build it up a lot as you know the, the, they never want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the worst of the worst. Kind of comical once you get there. When you get there, it's they could have probably. I think they pulled little punches to make yeah. it a bit more. They could have gone darker with that prison. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, in reality, like, let's be real. If Kirk them end up on this particular prison that has a bunch of Klingons and whatever type of the worst races that are stuck there, there's like no Klingons there. They're probably well, you would think there should be though, right? Yeah, apparently. They, they just put other people there. Okay, whatever. But you would think that they wouldn't stand a chance, right? Yeah. You would think that they'd be dead probably in like day one or day two. So I'm okay, surprised Klingons even have that kind of prison. You think they would just kill people i did like the idea of the prison though is that well it's a mining place yeah it's not, not even, just a prison, it's a prison it's like you can't escape it's labor yeah you can't escape yeah if you if you go above ground you only last 30 seconds right so it's not really a prison it's more like hey you're gonna basically live out the rest of your life doing our labor yeah, with no guards yeah. yeah if yeah. you escape good luck where right. are you going right um then we get introduced to um is that um Marcia? supermodel what's her name uh, i don't know i'm sure she's a model it's a supermodel uh, martia martia yeah she's a supermodel right uh i don't know is she I think so. Are you serious? Are you gonna make me do this? Yeah, we meet Martia. Yeah, because uh, Kirk is getting harassed by an alien who wants his boots. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the join. What was like the alien? And, and it's in his contract that he always has to have one potential hookup. They do hook up, so don't they? He kisses her. He does kiss her. Yeah. It turns out she's a a shapeshifter. You find out. Yeah. She helps them escape. Yeah. Only to backstab them. Gotcha. Got him. And that whole. The build-up to Warapenthe did not pay off. Yeah, and I'm like, this is kind of weak. I agree. That didn't have a payoff. And then when they're there, they're there for 10 minutes. It, I, it keeps cutting back to the Nancy Drew series on the Enterprise. I would have felt... I felt that that whole build-up should have been more... I hate to say it, but dark, right? Because hmm. I, you want to feel like this is a dreadful place. True, but it's also a Star Trek movie. Yeah, but you've been kind of serious up until this point. Yeah, right. Yeah. You've, you've set a serious tone. You can't go that dark. You can. I mean, not super dark, but it should have been like you're fearful of this place. You're fearful for Kirk and, and McCoy on this place, right? Like, yeah. Like, are they going to survive, right? But it seems like more like Kirk's the only one who's kind of in trouble because he's known, and McCoy's kind of like you. Well, you got him, Kirk. You know what I'm saying? You get him, don't let him beat you down like that, but he's fine. Like, they're not gonna probably kill him. You got him, Jim! You got him where you want him! Uh, Martia does say that uh, once they arrive, uh, she says there is a, a price on their head. Yeah. So, they know at this point they've been set up. Yeah. I mean, obviously they know they've been set up. Well, come on. They know they didn't fire on the chip. Alright. But now they know that they're supposed to die here. Kirk should have known this already. I think he does. Right? Like, you, Kirk, you should know this once the once the bird of prey gets fired upon. Yeah. And you know it's it's meant to look like it's coming from the Enterprise. 
right then and there you're you're saying to yourself i'm yeah. set up so he's consciously like is it right that he takes mccoy because he knows if they don't even if he saves them that they're probably going to get arrested i don't think he thinks that Why not? because as far as he thinks they never fired do you no, think, I don't think he was. Does he think the Klingons, the Klingons would think that though? The Klingons aren't gonna. They're not rational in that regard. I know. But so I, I would say, no, McCoy, you can't come for me. Send. You're too important for this ship. I don't think he was. Send another doctor. I can take take with me to go try another to doctor. sort this out. I don't. I don't think he knew that they were gonna get arrested. Then he's an idiot. Probably. Um, but him saying um, we've been set up. I think that was just for the the idiot in the audience who hasn't yet figured it out. We need one of the characters <laughs> to verbally say. Oh, we've been set up. Yeah, if you, if, if you haven't been paying attention this whole time, guys, someone else has it in for us. Someone else has it yeah. in for you. That, that, I mean, that 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 part, I would say, I'm not, um, like I say, everyone knows mm -hmm. from the moment that there's an attack on the bird of prey that the Enterprise is being set up when they're saying it yep. looks like we're the one who's, who fired. So I think we, I don't think we need that to be explained but okay cool uh but going back to that scene that you didn't get to see there's a, a nice moment with the president and cartwright who's uh, all the way back and forth uh where cartwright says those the president is telling him you know that we can't rescue them because they'll risk starting a war mm -hmm. and uh, one of the other admirals says well then we will slaughter them we prepared operation retrieve based on the rising danger of terrorism between the klingon empire and the federation sir we can go in, rescue the hostages, and get out in 24 hours with an acceptable rate of loss in manpower and equipment. We have the technology to... Yes, yes. But suppose you precipitate a full-scale war. Then, quite frankly, Mr. President, we can clean their chronometers. Oh. Because, I mean, the Klingon Empire at this point is it's falling apart. All right, I like that. And so the president's like, wait, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, but there's a moment when Cartwright's leaving. Cartwright, you know, actually acknowledges what they did in the past. He's like, these men have literally saved our planet. And the president says, well, then they'll save it again by standing trial. I still don't buy that because... Well, isn't it, is it kind of Cartwright's fault that this is all happening to begin with, though? Well, Cartwright's in on it. He's right. To, yeah. So it's like, why are you potentially risking well, everything I think that... If Cartwright had managed to convince... I think he did, he knew the president wasn't going to do it, but I think if the president was like, okay, you know, you convinced me, let's go get him, Cartwright would be like, well, there you go. There's our war. Right. We don't need to do anything else. So he's willing to sacrifice Kurt. I mean, he's written to get sacrifice the president because the whole plan is to assassinate the president and make well, him look like Klingon. Okay, true, but also Kirk. Yeah, you're making a you're making a, a case to the president, stating, "Hey, this this man has done this for us in the past. He's literally saved our ass, yeah. right? Several times over the yeah. universe, for for all we know, yeah. several times over, right? Yeah. And yet, I'm willing to put him in his position, which I know he's probably going to get put to death by the Klingons. Well, so literally, he's a dick. Well, maybe if Kirk had given God his starship, uh -oh. they wouldn't be in this predicament. Uh, yeah, well, there's that moment that that happened. I hate the scene, and I found out when I was doing the research that I'm not the only one. Uh, Nichelle Nichols hates this scene. I hate the scene where the Enterprise is posing or, like, talking Klingon or trying to talk Klingon to uh, another Klingon. You mean when they're and, like, everyone's approaching looking Rufendi? Yeah, you know, and everyone's looking at the translator. Like, come on. And Aurora doesn't that's your, know Klingon. That's your plan is that you're going to use a book yeah. to to muddle your way through talking to Klingons. And this is like a, a penal colony. Well, whatever. It's a penal colony, yeah. right? You're going to muddle your way through that conversation? We must respond personally. A universal translator would be recognized. Deutschwärts, oh no, bean. Dogs are 
She almost refused to do that scene, but she was kind of forced to do it. Um, she also, it was supposed to be her line uh, when the Klingons, when Kirk uh, invites the Klingons and the Chancellor over for dinner, mm -hmm. and Chekhov says, guess who's coming for dinner? It was supposed to be her line. She didn't want to say it. Was that a not to Sydney Portier's movie? Yeah. That's, was that, are you serious? Trying to, like, just yeah. have the black person say, guess who's coming to dinner? Well, that's what that... Seriously, problem. Yeah, I know that, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like someone, exactly, someone she, pitched that idea to her. Right. Like, hey, she, we'll she have the black person say, "Guess who's coming to dinner?" Yeah. I don't blame her. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> so like, come on, yeah. So the nice thing is, uh, knowing this, I I realized they probably threw that uh, part in 2009 Star Trek. I haven't got to yet. Okay, where she specifically says she speaks Klingon. Okay, good. As almost like like a fix for this because. Come on, Ophira it's, it's, should know Klingon. It's faulty. I mean, it's it's. I don't know like where we are in the 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 mythos uh, mythos of Star Trek where they have computers that are able to pick up certain things for dialect and translator, right. right? I don't know where we're at in terms of that that, but it felt to me like well, I think she this has is to speak a it. shoddy yeah. plan to wing it. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of a t right. shitty character moment. Like, right. I mean, like give Ophira a moment. Would they not know that it is? A Federation starship that's approaching. Like no. you're just having a conversation. They were speaking broken Klingon. But you don't know, like, because you've seen many times, like such and such is on approach, and then they can determine, oh, it's a bird of prey, yeah, or it's a Romulan ship or whatever. You don't notice it's a Federation right. starship. I just, I just felt bad for uh, Michelle Nichols and her. It just, she doesn't have any moments in this film. Uh, after the last film, where her moment was doing a fan dance, sexy fan dance that you don't like. Um. And I'm a friend of that moment. Just imagine it would have been a great scene. You know, you cut to her, uh, and maybe like you see these Klingons talking to another Klingon over the comms, and they're like having like a full conversation. Cut to the Enterprise, and a horror just like mic drops. She's like, yeah, "That was me." Yeah, no, I, that would have been great. I, I felt that was for comedic. Um, and it was, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't that funny. It would have been funnier yeah. if it was a horror like having a full conversation with them, and everyone's just kind of like staring at her, like, "What the hell?" So, so I feel like. To a degree, the movie had two tones. Two tones, and it's kind of weird. Like if you kind of if you're going down a, this is a serious whodunit, and potential volatile situation where a, it could yeah, lead you know to who a, did it, though. right. But yeah. I'm just for the audience, right? Yeah. Who done it? Who's the person who's behind this conspiracy? And this is potentially could could lead to an all-out war between the Federation and the Klingons, right? Yep. And then, you know, like I, I understand like having some moments to to lighten the mood and whatnot. Yeah. But I just didn't fit with well, not just that how it started off my my whole problem with the plot and the the assassination plot and so chang's involved obviously there's a, a bunch of klingons involved a bunch of federation involved they just want to keep the war going yeah chang's involved the klingon homeworld has 50 years of oxygen left on it well what, what do you, what what do you think they rather they rather they rather what die fighting or whatever than die on their knees right that's a terrible plan it's a horrible plan what is that plan it's pride is what it's called it's ignorant but it's, is it far-fetched though, considering like, I've always had this problem with the Klingons up until this point as that they seem to only think with that emotion of, of prideful mm -hmm. and the logical part, like Vulcans are the complete extreme of logic matters, right? It's yeah. first. Klingons, humans are maybe in the middle where emotion and logic are, and Klingons are just like, logic yeah. is far down the pathway, right? And the problem is, I mean, better, uh, next generation's been on now for what three four years maybe mm -hmm. so 
we we get this we've gotten this like you know Worf. there's been a few Worf episodes where you actually get to see the klingon homeworld and stuff so you know the klingons aren't just blind idiots like they're they're smart they're calculating but that, that's supposed to be based on the future though right so this is an evolved an evolving yeah i'm just saying that race, but i hear you know, what you're saying you're having to go back and watch it you're like eh. it's weird on one point um the klingons the the antagonists that we've seen right yeah. they're intelligent they quote shakespeare and you know moby dick and all that stuff no that was con but sorry well i'm saying one was Khan. Yeah. The other one was, uh, what's his name? Shane. Shane, right? So they, both we've seen yeah. are intelligent and, quote, poets, right? Yeah. But yet, when it comes to how do I save my 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 yeah. world, they're not big fuck all that. They're not, they're, you know what I mean? <laughs> fuck all that. They're not you know big picture thinkers. They're right? like, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, so, shocker, we find out Valeris did it. I didn't see that one coming, man. Yeah, nobody saw that one coming. I didn't see that one coming. I did like this scene though, because she's rebellious. She's like, "Hey, I did what I did, and that, and that's what it is, right? I don't trust them, and it's the right thing to do." Klingons cannot be trusted, sir. You said so yourself. They killed your son. Did you not wish Gorkon dead? Let them die. You said. Did I misinterpret you? And you were right. They conspired with us to assassinate their own chancellor. How trustworthy can they be? And then he's like, you know, I, we need to know more. Who's in on this? And then Box like, fuck it. He like forced mine. I'm going to get what I need. Yeah. I'm going to touch your face. Because that's like a big no-no, I thought, with Vulcan. Like, yeah, you mind not, know yeah, you, you not can't, another. You can't not force yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to touch your face. Yeah. Is that like face rape? No. Or mind rape? No. Is it? No. Sure. Oh, maybe it's like mind is that rape, his actually. like Me Too moment? No, we see mind rape in uh, a few more movies. We'll we'll get to mind rape. That was kind of mind rape. She, this is not mind rape. It was kind of mind rape. This is more like memories rape. Mm. Isn't that the same this thing as way too much rape. rape talk for Star Trek Six? Isn't that still raping you? We'll, we'll wait till Nemesis. To Let me more than rape. But like, they don't want to talk. Did about she it. want to give him her memories? No. Did he take them? He did. That's rape. Definitely was a violation. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you heard it here first. The needs of the many. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that the rape is okay when it the needs of the many are outweigh the few of the one. I didn't say that. What? No, I just in terms of yeah, the yeah. mind melding. You implied it. Well, if they hadn't done that, they wouldn't know the location of the. True, but then also we wouldn't have to put Spock on a, a list. <clears throat> okay. So space fight. Yep. Space fight. Space fight. Uh, uh, this is a good space fight. Da 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 da. I mean, it is a fight. Upon which the Enterprise, like always, is getting its ass kicked. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's holding it. It's is it? It's just taking hits. It's just taking hits. Well, because it's fighting a bird of prey it's, that's that's kicking fire while float. All right, so I like the fight, but at the same time, like, could we have used the idea that because it's sitting cloaked, but you can see where its shot originates, and could we have at least attempted to fire back at the location of where the shot was? Like, show me one of those, right? Show me. We at least see it from this sector. Fire off a few shots in this range. And I thought... We're just taking hits and running, doing doing circles and donuts in space. I thought Kirk can see cloaked ships after three. Because remember... He oh, yeah. Shots. Yeah, he can see a shimmer Why inside the... Yeah. They fixed it. Only there. if it's on screen in front of him, though. They fixed it. It wasn't on screen in front of him. But I like that, you know, uh, Spock and McCoy... Like, McCoy does... Uh, uh, surgery on a torpedo yeah uh to make it basically which is a, a nod to later in the movie right 
Because McCoy later does a, the search. Like in uh, the, is it second one? The mm-hmm. second of Star Trek of the new, of the J.J. Abrams one? He does surgery on the... Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, I did like that. I did like how they make it so that it can actually find where Chang's ship is. Because uh, Sulu shows up, the Excelsior, we get to see it in battle for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty it comes cool. in, it's taking some hits, too, for a second. Well, I, I like that the Enterprise is, is basically, you know, it's about to blow up. Yeah, uh, but one the, more hit and we're fucked. Yeah, yeah, the Excelsior comes in and just starts taking some hits for it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like yeah, it. I, I like Sulu. I mean, matter of fact, I love, like, I love Sulu, like... We skipped it. He's badass in we this shit, right? We skipped the cameo. What? What do you mean? Christian Slater. He's on the Excelsior. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. You missed Was he the one who came Christian? to his, his office yeah. and he was like... Sorry to wake you, sir. What is it? Starfleet urgently requests any data we have on the whereabouts of Enterprise. A what? Well, apparently, they're refusing to acknowledge signal to return to space dock, sir. Because yeah, he's like, tell them we're, we're still, we haven't found them. He's like, sir? You have hearing problems, mister. No, sir. Also, there's another cameo on the XXL here. Uh, fucking Roman Yan. Uh, Roman Yan. Uh, Yeoman Rand. <laughs> Yeoman Rand. I flipped that around. Yeah, no, that's it. That's yeah, Yeoman Rand. Like you remember the original series? No, I do not. Blonde hair? Mm, do not. You remember Yeoman Rand? I do not. See, everybody remembers this core, but like everyone forgets about Yeoman Rand. Like she was in a bunch of episodes during the entire series. She was in the first movie for like a split second. Damn. And I think she was manning the. So uh, wait, what series? The original series? Remember, or... remember Nurse Chapel? In the original series? Yeah. No. No, these are all like minor characters. That were in every single episode. You're, but you're asking me to recall something from 20 years ago. That's true. But Yeoman, uh, Yeoman, Yeoman Rand does show up on the Bridge of the Excelsior. She's the communications officer. No. She's the one that, uh, when after the uh, Excelsior gets hit by the energy wave, uh, she says, do we report this? And Sue says, are you kidding? Or, yeah, are you that was, that was Yeoman Rand. Anyways, right. I thought that was a cool little cameo. Christian Slater, little cameo. His cameo came about, I guess, his mother was the casting director of this movie. Okay. And Christian Slater was a big Star Trek fan. So she just said, well, come and do a cameo. All right, cool. Let's get your moment. But Yeah, your, your cameo it, is... Get, gets the teenagers in. It's 1991, so this is like peak Christian Slater. His mom was literally like, all right, now beat it, kid. Was Christian Slater always Jack Nicholson? Maybe. They're just Maybe they're the same person. They're just maybe moving like back and forth. Like, do tap, do yeah. Time. We get the nemesis. Maybe Jack uh, Nicholson is like the the card. Isn't that your favorite one? No. Well, how about now? (laughs) Still not. Oh, fuck. You can ask me when we watch it, too. Okay. Uh, And then, you know, I just wrote Kirk Saves the Day. Um, Yeah, he doesn't get the fight, though. He doesn't get to fight his nemesis. He fights the guy with the testicle knees. Yeah, the 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 nut knees on the um the nut knees. The nut knees. Uh, the nut knees race. Yeah. On I always thought that was kind of funny when I was a kid. I ain't gonna lie. When I first saw this, and I was like, oh, yeah, kick him in the knees. His balls are in his knees. Well, I like when he's she's like, kick him in the knees. He kicks him in the knees, and uh, he's like, oh, I'm I'm glad that thing had knees. And she's like, those that's yeah, not everybody has testicles in the same location. I was like, oh, they said testicle instead of a Star Trek movie. Okay, that was me juvenile. And that happened. I was juvenile moment, but I was okay with it at the time. Did funny. you feel a certain kinship to this movie as it's very much a um, an older crew? No. Facing their mortality? No, I don't know what you're trying to say here because I'm not that Coming old. to the end? No, not, I'm not that old. When you're closer to the end and beginning? Nope. I'm not understanding what you're saying here. I think there's a an old joke in when here. When that light at the tunnel no, is a bit they're, brighter. They're like 
20 they're like much older than i am at the time they're like 20 years older than i am at least like probably 20 some odd years older and i'm not that old so no i'm not i wasn't feeling that um what i was feeling was um this is a fun movie i actually liked it it's a great movie yeah i was i was, I was actually uh after was, five it, it, after five any star trek movie what are you talking about good. five is good what happened at five it's <laughs> exactly right i'm sorry i was oh yeah God wanted a plane. It, it took, God wanted a spaceship, bro. It took us three quarters of a tequila bottle to get through five. Oh, man, I, I don't really remember it, um, but I think I had fun. Yeah. That's that's what five would get you. Five will get you fun. Five get, get Five fun. is a great drinking game, the movie. This this one is just, I think this is a good movie. I don't think it's great, uh, but you know what? In terms of send-offs of the original crew. Yeah. Uh, did you listen at the end? They did a little the uh, like before the Avengers, you know, Endgame, where they yeah. have all the signatures. They have all the signatures at the end. It's a nice little like send off. Like they know it's the last one. Yeah. So then after that, I mean, literally, it's it's the ship's going for being decommissioned and mothballed. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so what? Says, is this our last one with uh, with Nemo and everybody and Kirk and uh, and uh, and Kirk and all that stuff? Is this our last one? Kirk's in Generations. Okay. Um, so is so what, what's seven? people who's, what, who's in seven that's the next generation movie oh that's the first one yeah okay cool so that's when all right well. that's when they drop the numbers and become start generations and first contact and then uh, yeah, direction I'm, I'm looking forward to to see how this how it starts off because i don't think i've seen <laughs> this one i'm going to write this down what, what's the date uh, okay so uh i feel like i feel like you on this day dante said he's looking forward oh, to generation that, that sounds like it's just going to be bad Are you, uh, am i not going to enjoy why it? are we talking about that let's talk about six some more Okay, let's do that. But I mean, what? But, um, should I be scared and concerned about? No, no. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. So let's. All right, yeah. In let's terms continue. of a send off of the original crew, yes. I, I think it could have been better. It could have been much worse. I thought it was fine. It was, it was better than fine. Let's put it that way. I thought it was better than fine, but we do have issues with some of the. I don't feel some of the crew got enough shine, and what I mean sure. by that, if this is the send off, like we've already pointed out, the Averse character didn't really get much to work with. Yeah. Chekhov didn't get much work, much work with, right? Nope. Literally, he had small, small points. Like coming off of five, where he had some some pretty big scenes, right? Everyone we felt everyone got their moment to shine in five. For well, the there's part, that right? point where Chekhov uh, has the boot, and yeah. they have that. They think who is the uh, conspirator comes right. in and he says, and he has a really weird if, feet. The, if the shoe fits, if the shoe fits, wear it. I thought they were gonna say you must quit. I know that's what I thought. Yeah. But then like his 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 feet are, his feet are, yeah, his feet so. are the weirdest feet I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, that was Chekhov's moment. That was, not, uh, what that was Scott's not a moment. moment. Scott's moment. Um... Scott's moment was he gets to break through a door and shoot a guy in the chest. That's true. Scotty does shoot the guy at the end. Yeah, he the, gets the, the he gets the, the last shot from the sniper. Uh, in the uh, director's cut, uh, Worf's grandfather is there, and he's the one who finds out that that shooter was actually a human in Klingon disguise because the blood was red as opposed to purple. Seriously? Yeah. All right. Well, that's so Worf was there at the end too. Wait, why? I mean, Chang I mean, is already in on this. Why do you need to... in on it? No, no, no. Chang is in on this. Why do you need a human dressed as a Klingon to be the shooter? That makes no sense. You already have... You've already established that there are some Klingons who are in on this. Yeah. Why do you need a human portrayed... Because a if, if a Klingon is the one who assassinates the Federation president, then that galvanizes the Federation to go to war with the Klingon. Okay. So they so needed a their human to do it. Yeah, it was very much like got an it. Archduke Ferdinand type thing, World War One. Okay, got it. 
Makes sense. Um, yeah, but uh, it's, it's, I thought it was a good movie. I, I, I enjoyed the space battle at the end. Um, I enjoy the mur the mystery. If anything, I just enjoy hanging out with that crew while they're doing the mystery, even though it's not a mystery to me. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really like the Royal Panther. I thought that was the weakest part of the film. I agree. Um, but I enjoyed everything else. Yeah, I, I, I I'm I glad Nicholas Meyer came back. Yeah, I had, I had a, like I said, I had a good time with it. I actually, I enjoyed it. Um, there's some, like I said, there's some issues I felt like that writing wise, you could have tightened up. I enjoy his aesthetic. For some reason, this one at Wrath of Khan, I enjoy that like submarine aesthetic, uh, where the ships are like but submarines in space. Did you feel, so in terms of the battle? Yeah. Did you feel that, like, between that battle and, say, the battle with Khan, mm -hmm. which one do you feel is, didn't you feel the, the Khan one was better in terms of, oh, like, definitely, definitely. the idea of ship-to-ship -ship battle, sure. right? Because this one was kind of unfair. But it's a bird, it's a bird of prey, just, and you're just taking shots and doing loops, right? 100%. So I, I kind of... But in terms of excitement, I mean, it's more excitement than the, the, like, than, Vigor. than Vigor. It's more exciting, it's more, more exciting than more exciting three. Than Vigor? Yes. It's you more exciting because you take that back. I won't take it back. You take that back. Will not. Okay. Uh, it's more exciting than three, where he just fires at him really quick, <laughs> and that's the end of the fight. I mean, they, they do a quick volley. Okay, we're done. I kind of like it though. It's, it's it was funny, but yeah. it wasn't exciting. I do. I, I will tell you, dude. I do like this. Um, the moment of once they locked it, and then fire, fire, right, and then also moment. too, uh, it's too little lock onto that signal, fire, right? Like I do. I do like the way they did that. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's a great moment. Um. You look at four, there was no battle in four. Nah. Uh, five, there was no fight in five. Yeah. So in terms of exciting Star Trek space battles, this has got to be right there about the con. Yeah. And yeah, below I, I would, it, obviously. I would but say, there. Um, so, okay, if I, out of the last three that we've watched. Okay. Um, I really had fun with the previous one, yeah. right? Because it was, it was, it was meant to be fun. It's kind of like we're we're on an adventure. You mean four? Uh, is it four? We go back in time. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It was okay. Four. Yeah. Have fun with that, fun. right? Uh, but I would say con this one and then four. Four. Yeah. In terms of the ones I like we'll, the most. We'll rank them towards the end. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking thus far, thus yeah. far. Uh, you um, so this movie. Well, well, no, no, it makes sense now for us to just kind of because this is the last four of the original crew. Right? So you want to do a... So it makes sense to kind of oh, okay. contextualize so it, right? Like out of original the, crew. Yeah, as opposed to like, out of all the Star Trek movies, let's contextualize them based upon the crews that we're working with. I mean, with. it's easy for me. Right. We want to do our ratings first? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Okay. So one, yeah. two, three? Yeah, sure, sure. All right. One, two, three, 80. 85. Ooh, you like it more than No, 81. You just dropped four points? I, I, I was going to say 81, and for some reason in my mind, this went five. It's, oh. it's, it's a weird thing. I didn't mean to say five. But I was gonna say eighty one. Yeah, it's yeah. enjoyable. I, I like it. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, so in terms of rankings, I mean, it would have to be what two, six, four, yeah, three. No, no. So here's where you get the problem. What do you do with one and five? <laughs> Which one would you watch over if you had no choice between five and one? If you had no choice, five. Gun to your head, five. Damn, one's the worst. Well, so here's the thing, though. One's the worst. Here's the thing. No, you said it. it one's here's the worst. The thing, though. Five is a worse, wor, wor, five is a worse movie than one. Okay. But it's so bad, you can watch it again and laugh at it. One okay. is a well-made, boring-ass film uh -huh. that is a pain in the ass to get through. 
Okay. Five is at least an hour and a half long. I, I yeah, I, I, one is, I oddly agree. I'm still watching one, I think. I don't even know it has one ended yet. <laughs> I, we're still, we're, we're still, still approaching the we're ship. Still right? approaching we're still approaching the ship right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I completely agree. To me, one is the worst one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, two, like, two, this one, uh, four yeah. would be my, my top three. So your 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 list in order is exactly what I'm thinking. And I think so. that'd be the most most Trekkies probably. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know. You might have somebody out there who's like one really has like this serious about yeah, five. One has this weird cult following, which I understand. Look, I I know what they were going for. It's the people though who really the minute were going for Kubrick, and they're yeah. like, this is Star Trek's version of Kubrick. M- music was as iconic. Yeah, that's but that's more because next generation music. I don't think they're doing it from an enjoyment level. I don't know. Uh, so do you want to hear my uh, alternate titles? Oh, okay. I don't have that many. I don't because it's a good movie. Yeah, I don't have that many. Uh, so just a couple of them. Star Trek Six. Uh, Star Trek Six. Sulu's Revenge. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Six. Sorry about five. Okay. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Six. Oh. The Case of the Missing Boot. Ooh, who done it? Yep. Star Trek Six. That's so Samantha. That is. That is so uh, Samantha. That's so Samantha. Uh, Star Trek Six, starring Christian Slater. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Six, the Klingons are the Russians. Get it? Get it? Get yeah, it? they are. Do you understand? Yeah. Get yeah. it? Get, Get it. it? Get it? Message. And Star Trek Six, brought to you by AARP. Oh damn, because they're all old. They're very old. Damn, yeah, because even Kirk has gray hair. They, I mean, yeah, they old. Yeah. Um, I have one, one, one add-on. Do it. Um, Star Trek Six, face rate. What? <clears throat> Just close the episode. <clears throat> All right, thank you guys. Uh, the next episode will be starting new generation Star Trek. I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, I can't wait because it's. I've heard that this is good, right? It's a movie. Oh shit! So this is goodbye. I think it's about time we got underway ourselves, Captain. I have orders from Starfleet Command. We're to put back to space dock immediately. To be decommissioned. If I were human, I believe my response would be go to hell. If I were human. Or setting, Captain. Second start of the riot. And straight on till morning. Mm-hmm.